0: Hello and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast brought to you by Arrow ECS to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies, and concepts facing the IT industry today. In this upcoming special series, our friends from the Arrow on Point podcast show will be taking over bandwidth as Izzy and her guests begin to look in depth at the Internet of Things market, specifically. What's Happening in the World of Smarter Cities and Smarter Manufacturing? We hope you enjoy this show, and if you do, please leave a review or a rating on your preferred podcast platform. It helps others find us. So without further ado, it's over to Izzy.
1: Most people live in the present, the world of now, but a handful of us work in a unique world that doesn't quite exist yet, the world of five years out. to Arrow On Point. This episode is coming from the Internet of Things department. My name is Izzy Benasso, and today on the show, we are going to be looking five years out at some of the most out-there technology from the Internet of Things. First, we'll hear some news from the industry and then get some informed perspective and insight from my amazing guest, Rebecca Sendell. I'm new to Arrow, and I am totally new to the Internet of Things, so I'm ready to explore, inform myself while informing you, and keep us all looking ahead and learning. After all, education is the first step in staying five years out. So let's jump in and see what cool things are happening in the Internet of Things. A South Korean telecommunications company is moving into the residential IoT market with agreements with 80 different construction companies. They have this IoT platform that will allow those who are living in the apartment building to download the company's app, control heating, lighting, and gas. They can even check their personal energy use see that those 20-minute-long showers are actually costing them something. Um, they can check parking space availability, which is a real time saver. So the company's off to a great start. They even went one step further and opened a store specifically to showcase their home IoT solutions. That store is in South Korea. With a similar idea, the Amazon Alexa is making a big break into the hospitality industry in, conduci- in conjunction with Marriott, Marriott Hotels. Um, The bedside assistant will be in every hotel room and it can answer questions like, how long is the pool open?" or Where is the fitness center? It can initiate a call to the front desk, book a spa appointment, lead the guests through a workout for those ambitious vacationers, or order an extra pillow from the front desk. I think it's pretty exciting that the Amazon Alexa, which we all have in our homes, is set to be there even when we travel. On the industrial side of things an iot platform company gains funding for smarter manufacturing 10 million dollars to be specific the investment is just one of many in this booming segment of industrial iot the money will help fund the launch of their device to make the factory floor more intelligent it can plug into almost any kind of manufacturing machine spot defects reduce waste and ultimately make the factory floor more productive not only will they be able to make better products but They'll be able to make them faster, cheaper, and with much less waste. That trend of sustainability is something we're definitely seeing in the industrial um, part of this IoT market. And finally, the dying age of brick-and-mortar retail brought back to life with a little bit of IoT. The trends in the industry are ideas like in-store cameras that can scan your cart and automatically charge your account, so no more trips to the cashier. Um, The use of mirrors, use of smart mirrors to see the shirt you're trying on in a different color without having to go out and grab another one. And retail mobile apps that recommend products in the store based on your user profile, like a personal shopper right on your phone. Now that we're all caught up on the weekly news, let's get someone in here who actually knows what they're talking about. Our guest today is Rebecca Sendell. Rebecca, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us about your role here at Arrow?
2: Thanks for having me on, Izzy. Of course. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you about IoT and focusing on industrial IoT, which is really what I was brought into Arrow to do. I'm new to Arrow, as are a lot of the IoT people in Arrow, because we're really growing this aspect of the business. And we're growing it kind of in a way that's different than how Arrow has done business before. Arrow is traditionally a distributor. But now in the IoT space, we're really looking at putting together end-to-end solutions. So instead of just taking other people's products and reselling them as is, we're looking at combining them up into solutions and putting that with some things that Arrow is doing internally to create the whole thing. You, know, you Maybe you saw the term on the website from sensor to sunset. right? Mm-hmm. That's really what we're doing. right? Take the sensor pieces at one end, pull data all the way through, collect the data, analyze the data, and then manage the whole thing throughout the whole life cycle. So I was brought in to look at those kind of solutions from an industrial perspective. Now, you know, Arrow hasn't kind of typically been vertically focused. Arrow's been quite horizontal, have a solution, sell it to anybody kind of a thing. So this is also a new thing Mm -hmm. to think about verticals and to say that you know what's the particular problems that need to be solved in a vertical mm-hmm. so i'm thinking about industrial and in a minute i'll talk about like industrial is a giant term right. right exactly
1: i was about to ask i mean what does that encompass what kind of businesses are classified as industrial yep
2: so i'll get to that All in right. one second yep you're you're reading my mind <laughs> um but so i'm focusing on industrial i have a colleague who's focusing on smart cities and a colleague who's focused focusing on retail there are obviously lots of other verticals that you can go into medical or agricultural. Those are things that are definitely on our radar, but we're starting with these three areas in these verticals. Right. So back to your question about industrial. Um, it's, it's kind of any company that's operating in a more like a heavy industry kind of an environment. Okay. So the place we're starting is manufacturing. Right. And, A lot of that is due, you know, if you go look around on the internet, which we all do, and (laughs) look for research on IoT and on industrial IoT, you look at where the spending is, the highest level of spending for industrial IoT is in manufacturing environments. Interesting. So, but also you see things like oil and gas, mining. Mm -hmm. The way I like to look at it is where there are very high value assets. So if you've got something that's worth a lot of money that is sitting out in the field, whether it's a big vehicle for mining mm-hmm. or whether it's a manufacturing line, that thing is worth a lot of money. So if you can optimize the use of that big industrial asset, then you're going to be willing to spend some money to do that. So okay. so that's kind of how I look at industrial. But like I said, we're going to start with manufacturing.
1: Okay. That makes a lot more sense. I've heard that term being thrown around, industrial IoT, and I'm yep. like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, that definitely helps. So we were talking about how um, companies are creating these IoT solutions. And, and from an outsider's point of view, it doesn't seem like there's a lot that's going into each of them. But we know that there is. Um, so we're, we're, I'm just wondering, what are the biggest challenges companies are facing when they're implementing these IoT solutions?
2: Yeah, so uh, it's an interesting comment that you make, right? That maybe doesn't feel like there's that much going into right. an IoT solution if you just say, oh, it's IoT or whatever, right? Feels like easy, Mm -hmm. maybe a thing. It's the
1: acronym. Right. Exactly.
2: The acronym effect. (laughs) Um, but it's interesting. One thing that I have definitely learned in my couple of months that I've been sort of full time on this manufacturing Mm -hmm. and industrial perspective is that it is way trickier than you can really, you know, ever think about until you really peel back the onion. Right. I keep saying I'm finding more layers to peel back. So and, and I think that's because, you know, you say, oh, sensor to sunset, you can throw that term out there. Or we also talk about how you need to create and collect and analyze and manage. There's all these different things that you need to do in IoT. And, and so you end up needing a lot of different technologies to get to a solution. Mm-hmm. And just to, to kind of back up a minute, um, IoT isn't about technology. It's about changing the way you do business. So it's about taking a business problem that you have, Mm -hmm. whether it's in a factory or a city or a retail establishment or whichever environment you're working in, it's about understanding what the business problem is and then figuring out how you can use data to improve that situation, to tackle that business problem. Right. And so with IoT, you can collect better, more interesting data than you can collect without IoT. So you might be able to get, like in a factory, you might be able to get some data from the machines that are sitting there on the shop floor and are already collecting data maybe about how fast they're operating or, you know, how many parts are flowing through Mm -hmm. them. But maybe you don't know how hot the machine is or if there's weird vibrations going on in the machine. That might be indicating that something is getting out of kilter or something is wearing out, a part is wearing out. Right. And so IoT isn't about the fact that you can look at that data. It's about the fact that you can use that to fix something, make a better business decision, maybe make a better product. And, and so so when you think about the challenges of IoT, some of it is about, some of it is definitely about the technology, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely there are so many moving parts, right? You need sensors and you need a place to put the data. You need to connect the sensors to the place you're putting the data. Right. Then you need to get the data from where it is to where you're going to analyze it. You need to analyze it. Maybe you need to send it somewhere else. You Maybe you want to take some action based on that data. So there are a lot of pieces to put together. And I think that's why, that's why it's hard, right? And then right. every one of those pieces has a lot of decisions.
1: And it seems like each time a solution is being implemented for a company, the solution has to be specific to that company. It's it's hard to make something that is universal, or that's the idea that I'm getting.
2: Yep, yeah, that's, a, that's a great point and a great perception that you've got there. Um, and that's something we're trying to figure out, actually, in Arrow. Right. Is how to do things that are much more repeatable. Because, sure, you can go into a customer and say, what's your challenge? And then you can spend several months figuring out what their needs are, and you can spend several months designing something, and then you go into a proof of concept, and maybe you change your mind. And you you can definitely do that, Right. right? And come up with a very custom solution. But that is very labor intensive. Probably your margins are not going to be great on that business. And, you know, we definitely have gotten stuck in that proof of concept phase with some customers, because they keep you know, they see something interesting, but maybe they want to keep thinking about it.
1: Yeah, that was my my next question. Actually, you hear about a lot of these ideas for seemingly great solutions that companies are originally very interested in, and they get stuck in that proof of concept, concept phase, like you were talking about. Um, and and why is that? Or what have you? Said? Yeah.
2: So So actually, this is something that I'm pretty passionate about, which is really being business focused in your IoT solutions. Mm-hmm. And really knowing what your business case is or what your business challenge is to start out with. Because, like I said before, it's not about the technology. Right. It's about using data to solve a business problem. So, so, you if you start with that and you know that's why you're doing it... Mm -hmm. You're not just collecting data because you can.
1: Right, you're not just putting in IoT because it's super cool and you can see a lot of stuff. It, it has to be for a, a specific reason.
2: Exactly. So that's kind of part one, right? right? Part two is no IoT solution is ever going to just be used by one department or even one company. Mm-hmm. If, you put, if you're put, if you going to put together an IoT solution in your company, you're going to end up with whoever the operational people are wanting, needing to be involved, the IT department, maybe a product management department, maybe finance wants to be involved. Maybe you're going to decide to sell the data. Maybe you get your suppliers involved if you want to be, you know, doing some kind of real-time inventory and asset tracking. Maybe your customers are somehow involved because you're getting data back from them that's feeding into your IoT solution. So you have a whole ecosystem of parties that that are involved in an IoT solution and I think people don't appreciate that a lot of the time when they start thinking about it like, okay, we're the techie people, we'll put in IoT. Mm-hmm. Even if they know that they're solving a particular business challenge, you have to really think about that ecosystem. And that's kind of part two. <laughs> and then part three is you have to really understand what the value of the IoT solution is, not overall, but to each party in the ecosystem. Okay. Because if, let's say it takes you know eight or 10 stakeholders that are really important to this IOT ecosystem, if one of them doesn't have a good reason to stay at the table and be part of the solution, they're gonna leave. And then you're missing that part of your ecosystem. So really taking the time to understand stakeholders and roles and value in your IOT ecosystem is, this is my passion. (laughs) This is is what I think is really what we need as an industry to get really good at and what Arrow is going to get really good at in the IoT space.
1: What you're saying is throughout the process, the people that are involved or the stakeholders, as you were saying, start to kind of change the way they feel about the solution or the value of the solution doesn't really affect them anymore. So they kind of back out and that changes the proof of, or not the proof of concept, but that makes it so the solution's not. Totally. Yeah.
2: Yep. So if you have somebody who thinks, oh, you know, maybe. They got roped into it somehow, right? right? Right. And then, as they get working on the project, they say, "I, I don't need this data. I, yeah. I, I'm doing fine without it." Or, "I don't see how I'm going to make money from this project. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to lose them, right?"
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and so you really need to think about all of your stakeholders in your project.
1: Yeah, a lot of planning beforehand. It sounds like, and
2: and, and I think that's something we have not historically been good at. Right? <laughs> Let's just. As an industry
1: not it's picking a lot of technology it. at it exactly yeah. yeah exactly so and you alluded to this a little bit, but what is Aero doing to kind of make sure these projects are coming to fruition I guess
2: yeah so definitely what I just walked through is one of the key things right right we've got it we've got to really combine up the business view of IOT mm-hmm. with the technical view of IOT and really think about the business challenge the solution the stakeholders the value, etc right. and the business model um, And so so that's really important, number one. Number two is to to have some, you know, we we know a lot in Arrow about IoT, right? Mm -hmm. And we need to bring that to our customers in a way that makes it easy for them to get going. So to know they don't have to boil the ocean from the get-go, right? They can, we can go in and have a slice of a solution that helps them get going, builds their confidence, gets all the stakeholders talking to each other, Mm -hmm. bridges the gap between the operational and the IT people, which is a really common hurdle that you have to get over. Okay. So so we're really putting together that recipe and using many of the products from our suppliers. We're putting some pieces in ourselves with Arrow Connect and really working through something that's becoming very systematic to do that rather than going back to the kind of custom solution every time.
1: Okay. So not, I mean, and also not overwhelming this new business with a ton of solutions at once but kind of getting them started with something
2: exactly a little bit more simple. Exactly. And you know, it's um it's a change of mentality a lot of the time, you know, in industrial if you and particularly in manufacturing, there's people that have been running factories for thirty years. And, you know, maybe they recognize the sound of the machine when it gets a little off and they know they're gonna need to replace something or repair something. But when that person retires or that person's not there that day, right, then and you don't hear that sound or the you know the rest of the people don't know that sound that's where you know just having the people doing this isn't you know it's not going to be ideal right, right. but changing it to be data driven changing it to use data to make those decisions that's a cultural change right do people who have been trusting their knowledge and their instincts for many years want to go and trust the fact that you know maybe maybe their smartwatch goes off mm-hmm. when they need to go do something that's a big cultural change in a company. So so that's another you know thing that we really need to think about is you can't just go in, you know, parade in and flashing red lights and we're here, let's do it, mm-hmm. right? Changing
1: <laughs> the entire way the business operates because people are reluctant to rely on new technology.
2: Exactly. So you ha- so you have to you know, it's it's a, a term called digital transformation, right? And digital transformation has many aspects. Mm-hmm. And what and according to a lot of industry research, one of the very biggest aspects is the cultural mindset transformation. And IoT is right in the middle of trying to help drive that type of a digital transformation. And so culture is going to
1: be really important. Right. It's interesting because you think, I mean, especially with this younger group of people coming of age in the business world, that everyone's excited about technology. But when it comes down to it, people are... um, worried, I'm sure, about trusting their entire business venture on something that they don't know will work. So, Yep. Uh,
2: so trust is a great word to use there. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely need trust in this ecosystem type of an environment, right? You have to trust who's making the decisions that are going to impact you. Mm-hmm. And if you're using an ecosystem to accomplish something new, right, you have to trust that process. So trust is super important in this kind of environment but also you know the the digital native um factor Mm -hmm. that's a real thing right and and there is going to be a big transition that's going to happen but it's not going
1: to happen overnight Right. right absolutely um so earlier in the show we were talking about um some trends that we were seeing in the retail industry, for example, but we have you here. You know a lot about um, industrial IoT. So, so what kind of trends are you seeing there?
2: You know, so for for IoT in industrial, and I'm going to focus on manufacturing yeah. to answer this question. You know, there's a few things that are definitely being written about all over the place, right? And companies are talking about that they need. Mm-hmm. So. Number one is if you look at you know, where is the money being spent, predictive maintenance tends to be at the top of the list. So that basically means predict that something is going to break before it breaks so that you can fix it or change the part before that thing breaks. Okay. That's not usually what you come out of the gate with. Usually, you come out by just understanding your data patterns, visibility to you know if I watch the way a motor runs, it runs like this and now next week I see it's running differently than that, something's up, right? So kind of understanding the data that's coming off of your machines and your manufacturing environment. But then you can get to a point where you can use that data to make a decision, and then eventually, through machine learning, your analytics can get smart enough to predict when you're going to have a failure. And that can save, I mean, even if you can save 5 or 10% of your, or improve by 5 or 10%, the amount of time that your machine is operating. That's a massive efficiency improvement and a massive money saving.
1: Right, because in the manufacturing industry, you know, the second that your equipment is down is costing you. That is exactly money. right. That okay. is exactly
2: right. So so that's number one, predictive maintenance. It's a big one. It's broad and big, and Arrow's doing a lot in this area. Um, the second one is asset management basically in a manufacturing environment you got a lot of stuff coming into a factory you got all this lot of stuff flowing through a factory, you got a lot of stuff leaving a factory. So tracking that, you know is it stuff that needs to be kept cold? Is it stuff that you, you need to have a certain number of every time? Is it any way of tracking your assets? do you have enough? Can you um, do your suppliers need to bring you more inventory? any challenge where you can use technology to be smarter? Now there's already a lot of asset tracking technology in the world today it's it's been a big space in software for a long time but we're looking at ways where adding iot on top of what companies already have for asset management will make them operate smarter and better so that's the second one that i see a lot of third one um is really interesting because about worker safety and that you know when you've got heavy equipment operating you've got fork, fork trucks driving around in a factory or in a warehouse um and you've got people, right? Keeping the people safe, you know, not getting too close to something dangerous, not walking in front of a forklift. Um, you know, there's a lot of applications that we are hearing about from customers in terms of worker
1: safety. So, how are they tracked? Or, I mean, can you give an example of, you know, preventing someone from getting too close to the edge? Like, what's the yeah. the, the tech involved in that? Yep.
2: So there's um, so there's some technology that you can that you can get, right? We've been talking to a particular supplier where they can get um, really specific to how, to the location of somebody within a couple of feet within say a factory or warehouse environment. Mm -hmm. They hang some sensors from the ceiling and they can measure, they can see where everything is. And so then as soon as they know where you are, right? Right. Then you can use that location technology to like the, the, the one that I know about in particular, the guys that wear the fork truck wear a bracelet or a watch that literally buzzes if they're getting too close to something. So wow. they get warnings um, when they're getting too close to a person because the, the you know, technology that's hanging from the ceiling that's watching everything right. knows where all the people are.
1: And ultimately saving them money. They're protecting their assets and they're protecting the people too, which is double it, whammy. Exa- exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: Exactly. exactly.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Um, It goes along with it, but we were talking earlier about a company that um, got investments to create manufacturing, or IoT for manufacturing, making their entire warehouse floor more efficient. And and we kind of went through this, but um, what is driving this kind of investment? Because we're seeing it a lot in the past few months, or from what I can tell from the news research that I've done.
2: Yep it's interesting there are a lot of companies right now that are investing their own money and getting investment in this whole manufacturing iot space um it is definitely a really hot area and i think some of it goes to one of my original points which is there are a lot of high value assets in a manufacturing environment Mm -hmm. and so you know companies have money to spend to optimize the use of those assets. So I think it's just fertile ground, that's mm-hmm. one thing. Um, I think you know the other thing is, there's a lot of data in the manufacturing environment. So a lot of the companies that I see are doing new kinds of analytics. So all those machines are collecting data. You can put IoT on top of
1: mm-hmm.
2: all your manufacturing environment, whether it's location data of people and forklifts, or whether it's asset tracking, or whether it's you know looking at all of the different motion and machinery and everything that's happening in your in your manufacturing line Mm -hmm. um, there's so much data there so it's just again fertile ground because like i said earlier right it's not about the technology it's about making business decisions based on data so you know and i a few companies i've talked to lately it's interesting because they tend to have one person that's got a manufacturing background that's one of their founders and one person, that's a data analytics expert. And they're coming together to solve these problems together. And it's a compelling story, right? right. That's why they're getting the investments.
1: Is there, It seems like there's a lot that can go wrong, and there's a lot of reasons why it needs to be as efficient as possible. Because like you were saying, it's a big investment for the company with these assets. Yep. So I guess from the business side of things, that's why manufacturing is so hot right now, or at least that's what I'm figuring out.
2: Yep. Excellent.
1: Great. I'm learning already. (laughs) Good job, Izzy. (laughs) Thank you. Um, With that, we'll wrap it up. I'd like to thank you for joining us today. It was extremely informative. You were the first person we've had on our show, on our first show. So super exciting. And um,
2: yeah, thank you. Well, I love working with millennials and digital natives. Oh, yes. So thanks for having me on. And I hope we can talk again soon.
1: Absolutely. You are welcome anytime. Thank you for listening. and. This is the first episode of Arrow On Point. If you're interested in learning more, visit arrow.com or connect with us on Twitter at Arrow Global. Arrow Electronics, five years
2: out.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth. If you'd like to hear more, please click and subscribe to our channel on your preferred podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Arrow Global, or learn more about us at our various websites, including www.arrow.com.